Now, you know, I told you, I wrote this book in 2000 and, um, 2013. So, it is not a book I wrote contributing to the debate on tithing. Because normally when it comes to debates, public debates, Brother Isu doesn't contribute. I don't contribute to debate because I'm not an argumentative person. I'm a preacher. And I'm not supposed to be in arguments. So, I don't contribute to debate. But I wrote this book in 2014 and I think it was prophetic in nature because today the debate about whether people should tithe or not tithe is just increasing. So, one of the reasons why people have a problem with the tithing is because they don't know the use of the tithe. You see, when you don't know what the church and pastors do with your money, you will argue about the tithe. And then, because you don't know the use of the money, you also argue about the fact that 10% is Old Testament and 10% is Mosaic law. I agree 10% is Old Testament but it is not Mosaic law because Abraham and Jacob gave 10% to God but they were not under the Mosaic law. Now, tithing of the 10%, I believe that God mentioned 10% because he felt that it was a reasonable figure or percentage of what you receive that you should give to God. So the 10% is not a magical figure, but a reasonable figure. I like it in the book of first in the book of Romans 12 when he said that for this is your reasonable service. So I believe it is a reasonable service that if I have received 100%, I can give to God. Now, people don't know that the church of today, today's church, is doing better with tithe than the Mosaic law. Um, the priest of the Old Testament, the priest of the Old Testament, anytime they receive the tithe, let me show you what they did with the tithe. So we want to look at the Old Testament use of tithe. Then after that, we will look at the New Testament and today's use of the tithe. In the Old Testament, and reading Numbers chapter 18, the verse number 24 down, it said, And the tithe of the children of Israel, which they offer as an heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore, I have said unto them, Among the children of Israel, they shall have no inheritance. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thus speak unto the Levites, and say unto them, When you take of the children of Israel the tithes, which I have given you from among them for your inheritance, then you shall offer up an heave offering of it for the Lord, even a tenth part. Now, so what God is saying is that you the Levites 
supposed to receive from the people of God a tithe. And the truth about the tithe in the Mosaic law is that the priest just took the tithe of the people. And then they also removed a tithe from the tithe. And gave it to the Lord to take care of the needy. And the rest of the 90% of the tithe, the priest ate it. So the tithe actually in those days belonged to the priest, the family of the priest, and the servants of the priest. And they used to call it the teruma. Teruma. So God said you will receive the teruma which is 10% of the harvest of my people and their blessings. And you will present it to the Lord as a heave offering. Now look at the thing he said. But the tithe of the children of Israel which they offer as an heave offering unto the Lord. Everybody say unto the Lord. So they brought the tithe as a heave offering and they called it heave because you have to lift it up like that as you offer it or you have to face the altar as you offer it towards the altar or you separate it from the rest of the sacrifices and they called it the heave offering. And he said the heave offering is unto the Lord. Everybody say the heave offering is unto the Lord. Come on, shout it. The heave offering is unto the Lord. So they took the heave offering so, anytime you go to church and you go to the sanctuary or the synagogue or wherever, temple, and you offer 10% of the heave offering, you are not giving it to the church or the pastor. You are giving it to the Lord. Everyone say you are giving it to the Lord. Come on, shout it is unto the Lord. Now, watch this. This one is English grammar we are reading. But the tithe of the children of Israel, which you offer as an heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit. In other words, you give the tithe to the Lord and the Lord gives it to the priest or the Levites. So, the tithe is not something you are giving to the pastor. Or to the Levite or to the priest. You have given it to the Lord and the Lord is giving it to the priest. Why? Because it is given to them as an inheritance. He said, among the children of Israel, they shall have no inheritance. That means that the Levite is not supposed to go and have a farm. He is not supposed to go and raise a piggery. He's not supposed to, his wife is not supposed to ch sell charcoal before he survives. And his wife is not supposed to run a boutique before he can survive. Or a hairdressing saloon before he can survive. The person is supposed to dedicate himself to the Lord in prayer, holiness, and the word of God so that he can minister to the people of God. They are not supposed to be worldly in nature. They, they, they are not supposed to be pastor and be a businessman at the same time or become bivocational in order to survive. So it is the tithe that will take care of the priest. Am I talking to somebody at all? It's the tithe that will take care of the priest. Because they have no inheritance among the people. Verse 25. And Moses spake unto the people saying, Thus speak 
unto the Levites and say unto them, When you take of the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them, for your inheritance, then you shall offer up an heave offering of it unto the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. That means that the pastor or the Levite or the priest is supposed to take the tithe and then the priest also will give a tithe out of his tithe. So, every pastor of this ministry is supposed to pay tithe. Now, the New Testament application of tithe. The New Testament is doing far better than what is in the Old Testament. You see, in the Old Testament, they, especially the Mosaic Law, you brought the 10% and all the 10% went to the priest. And the priest, like I said, they spent it on themselves and on their families and then their servants. But the New Testament is a different ball game altogether because the New Testament pastor and especially today's pastor does not spend the tithe doing only the things the Old Testament priest did. So, if you look at today's pastor, the average pastor today, and I, I want to show you some things because sometimes the information you have out there is not correct. Oh, you people carry all your tithe and give it to the pastors. Ideally, even if you carried it and gave it to the pastors, it's not wrong because the tithe is supposed to belong to the pastors. So they could have used that power. But today's pastor has become so magnanimous that they don't spend the tithe on, on only themselves. The truth is, they really paid a pastor a salary out of your tithe. And I've got the sample of our tithe and offering for the month of July. I mean, this is typical desert pastures. And um, I want to show you what we did with your tithe in July. Is that okay? So in July, when you brought your tithe, this is what we did. So, I can see an element. We, in terms of labor cost, there are salaries and wages which we paid. So, we pay me a salary. We pay Pastor Mike a salary. The full-time pastors, Pastor John, Pastor Livingston, Pastor Richard, those are full-time pastors. So, we paid them a salary. And then we paid income tax. I have the tax we paid for July. Every month we pay income tax. In fact, when you see the people who are shouting, let the churches pay tax, let them pay tax. I'm like, these people are ignorant, Papa. I mean, can you start shouting when you have not investigated the facts? We pay tax. So me, every month I pay income tax. Pastor Mike, every month he pays income tax. Pastor John, every month he pays income tax. We deduct it from their salary. And then we also deduct SSF. Now, in the Old Testament, mind you, they didn't pay income tax. The priests did not pay income tax and they didn't pay SSF. And the people were bringing 10%. So if in our case, we are paying SSF and income tax, ideally, you should be doing more than 10%. Now, the one who didn't pay income tax, they didn't in deduct income tax from the Old Testament person. They did not deduct SSF. He's giving 10%. In your case, even when they are going to pay the pastor, GRA will follow them and take tax. 
And when it comes to my case in Bogatanga, it's even worse. Every month, I go to GRA office here and I declare something called gift tax. In fact, at a certain point, they told me I was the only person in Boga who pays that gift tax. I was the only person. No, Jaden said, told me, he said, Reverend, you are the only person who pays this gift tax. I told him, then why are you disturbing me like that? He said, well, when you are the only flower in a desert, everything will shoot at you. You see my books? Yeah, they sell books, they should pay tax. But who told you we don't pay tax? If you go to GRA today, up till 2017, we just passed. Every year we render an income and expenditure account and we pay tax on the books. So there's tax. Now, so we pay tax and then you see that there's a bistro where you've been going to eat. They pay tax. You see the school where your children attend school. They pay tax. They pay tax. The school pays tax. And sometimes when they bring the figures, hi, our heads will be splitting because we didn't really get that amount of profit. But as for GRA, the way they detect, they determine profit is mathematics. They don't consider other factors. Like maybe children who are in the school and sometimes they can't pay the fees and you have to tell them, forget about it, waive it. So when you look here, you see labor costs, you see salaries and wages, you see income tax, you see SSF. And then there is staff accommodation. And then also, some of your tight, you know, when we're doing this um, building, we renovated it. How many of you remember? We did the renovation, and although we are a church, we didn't receive the light freely. We didn't receive the ceiling freely. The new speakers, we didn't receive them freely. The um, um, LED screens you are enjoying, we didn't receive it freely. So at that time, when we were under pressure, we took a facility from bank. Now, I'm giving you an idea of what your tithe has been doing. Is that okay? Am I doing a good job? Okay. Now, repairs and maintenance is there. But mind you, the priest of the Old Testament, the tithe did not do repairs and maintenance. Then we have um, general administrative expenses. Fuel and lubricant. Anytime you hear this generator goes fuel and lubricant. That one alone, 8,000. Then I have printing and stationery. Aaron the priest did not print anything. He received 10%. Me that I'm printing, shouldn't I receive more than 10%? Aaron had no generator. They used Kanimbe. Kanimbe. Oil was supplying the light for a fitina. And they were receiving 10%. In our case, boy, VRA power and energy, boy, eh? publicity and advert. Donations and benevolence for July alone, 17,300. The number of people that run to this church every day, I have a problem. My wife has just produced a child. I need money to get her out of hospital. And this is 17,000. 
electricity, VRA, 10,000. So anytime you come here, Sunday, Tuesday, at the end of the month, VRA alone, power, we pay 10,000. Cleaning and sanitation. One of our church members said she went to one of the churches in town. When she went into the bathroom, she had to run away. We have tried to give you a modern toilet. And that one alone, cleaning it and the sanitation, welfare expenses, 5000 So, in a month, the month of July, this is just one month, where there was no convention, no event. And ladies and gentlemen, if a church can run this budget in Bogatanga, I think you should, you should be clapping instead of looking at me. Okay. I'm holding here some paper about individuals we take care of. I will not mention the names. But these are widows we support. Widows. Widows we support. Every month. Every month we take care of these widows. The first paper I'm holding, the list is around um, 27 people. And what we give to people in that July, when I put them together, I have 13,000 and something. This month, because children will be going to school, I'm holding some figures here. I have a church board meeting after this meeting today. And one of the things we are going to look at is children and school fees. And some of the things they throw at us, and this month, some of the things they've thrown at us, and sometimes some of them has, have single mother, single father, uh, some are complete orphans, and you have to do it. So sometimes when you come to the church and you say, I want 700 Ghana cities. No, you are just calling for um, maybe 80% of the Tuesday offering, you alone. So the rest of us, what should we do? Now, so I've just shown you, I've just given you a snapshot of what the churches do with money these days. And that is just our church. And you will notice in my narration that I didn't even mention radio broadcast. I did not talk about television broadcast. And that is because the television broadcast in particular, you don't pay. You don't pay. In fact, desert pastors don't know how I appear on TV. You have nothing to do with it whatsoever. The only thing you have to do with it is when you watch and sleep in the middle of the broadcast. That is the only thing you have to do with it. But you don't pay a dime. When I'm on Sunny FM in Accra, Desert Pastures doesn't pay a dime. The Empowerment chapter, um, Pastures of Reverend Clement Ancheba does it. I had a young man who visited me last week from Accra, just before he left. He said, Daddy, I want to put you on another TV station. So I want your people to contact me and I'm going to pay and make sure that you are on another television station. I want to do it personally. Now, that is why anybody clapping, God is bringing your money to you. God is bringing your money to you because you have to get to that level. You have to get to that level. You must get to that level. You must get to that level where you can do things. So you see, the Old Testament priest received the tithe of the 
and they spent everything among the Levites. That is the Old Testament. New Testament, they take the offering and the tithe and they apply it to every good work and every good purpose. So, when the people say tithing is an Old Testament thing, I agree with them. When they say it's Mosaic law, I agree with them also. But the fact that it is Old Testament and it is also found in the Mosaic law does not make it a bad thing. Because for example, thou shalt not kill is in the Mosaic law. So should we kill? Thou shalt not steal is in the Mosaic law. So should we steal? How many of you know we shouldn't steal? But when it comes to tithe, Mosaic law says withholding your tithe is not just stealing, it is robbery. Will a man rob God? Now you are saying thou shalt not steal, but you are saying thou shalt rob God. In the stealing, the New Testament says, and let him that stole steal no more. You are robbing tithe and offering. And you don't think there's a problem with it. So if I were you, I told you, tithe is not a magical figure. It is a reasonable figure. If I am you, what I will say is, oh well, wow. So the Old Testament, they received this tithe in the Mosaic law and everything went to the priest. Today, in my case, they are using some to buy camera. They are using some to do Facebook live stream. And sometimes it's so strange that the people that are watching by Facebook and they are getting the message free of charge. They are the ones who shout. Why are they receiving an offering? Why are they receiving double offering? Why are they receiving three offerings? If they were not receiving it, can you see something on Facebook? How many churches from Bogatanga do you see on Facebook? You, you are trying, Pao. You people, you are trying. You are trying. You are trying. I mean, it's, listen, the building you are sitting in and worshiping God, there are people in Bogatanga, if they appear in this building by mistake, they may faint. Because they don't even know that is how the inside looks like. I remember several years ago, some people were arguing about me. And they were members of parliament. And one of them was telling me that they were in the parliament house and they were arguing. And one parliamentarian said, that pastor in Bogatanga, he's a very dishonest guy. They said, why? They said, he goes abroad shoots video of churches he preaches abroad and comes to Ghana and show it as if it's his own building in Bogatanga. So another one told him that that building is in Bogatanga. He said, impossible. But this building is not in America. It's here. Bogatanga, right here. Right here. And listen, Seun Suronya Mikrana and will say, Bibi, it me offer. Even if you don't fear God, you should see something that is nice and acknowledge that this thing is nice. That this thing is nice. And, and that, you know what? It takes a great price and sacrifice to do it. So, you, you, the New Testament and today's application of the tithe is bigger. And because it is bigger, when I am of the opinion that you cannot just take 10%, give it to God and say it's finished. No, so if I give the 10% throughout the month, 
once in a while, I may want to carry a bag of millet or a bag of corn, come and leave it at the information desk and say, you, you know what, let this reach the deacons of the church. They may give it to somebody. Once in a while, I want to carry some clothing, come and leave it with the deacons and tell them, you know what, let this thing reach the poor and the needy because somebody may need it in the church. Now, I want you to turn your Bible with me to Second Corinthians chapter 9 and the verse number 6 to 8. And I want to show you the kind of giving you should be given as a New Testament believer. As a New Testament believer. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So Paul the Apostle is teaching on money, he's teaching on food, he's teaching on clothing, he's teaching on assistance that we can give to people that I need. He said, the one that sows sparingly, reaps sparingly, and the one that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. There are many sermons I can preach from this verse, but let me hurry and get out of there. So give me verse 7. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Verse number 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now go back to verse 7, let me show you a mystery. Let me show you a mystery. 